Amen. Hi, well, welcome this evening to our Relationship Boot Camp uh, 2021, uh, our Wednesday midday version. Uh, I think this is our seventh installment, and then we have uh, uh, one more final uh, installment for this month on Sunday. Uh, so, so last week we, not last week, Sunday, we got into or we, we ended up Sunday with just talking about being considerate in relationships, being considerate. Uh, we use uh, Philippians 2, um, Philippians 2, uh, 3 and 4, esteem others better than yourself. Look not every man on, his, on their own things, on the things of others. We even talked about the whole purpose of uh, Genesis 2.18 when God said it's not good for man to be alone. What he was saying is I created someone for you to consider. The whole scripture was about, about being considerate, you know, thinking outside of ourselves. And then we gave you 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, speak as a child, thought as a child. But when I became a man, uh, mature male or female, I put away childish things. Children are inconsiderate because they're young. They, they, they think about what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And so when we mature, we start to think out of, out of our, outside of ourselves we start to be more considerate. Um, so with that in mind, we're going to get into today just talking about more about being considerate or consideration. Um, and we're going to open up with talking about um, how people that are considerate understand and appreciate engraved gender differences. And so some of the things we're going to talk about is how God designed a a man and how he designed a woman, ideally, and then we'll talk about how some of the things that are generally attached to a man, some women operate in, some of the things that are generally attached to a woman, uh, men operate in also, but we're going to talk about uh, right now just, and we say engraved because there's certain things just just engraved in us. We're not talking about maturity, growing up, uh, how we did it in my neighborhood. We're talking about at our core, how God designs us. That's what we're highlighting today. That's good. Okay, so with that in in mind, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about men being left brain or logical thinkers or logical givers. Uh, They're designed to lead, not Lord. Um, The whole picture providers, um, they're they're vision or visually uh, motivated. They are simplified. They have simplified speech. Um, They're formed by God from the outside in, uh, from what was seen an uncovered place. Um, They're designed as knights in in shining armor. Uh, They rescue women out of emotional darkness with the sword of the word and much love. Because we're talking about relationship. We're still, but this is part two, but we're talking about relationship God's way. So they're designed as knights in shining armors. Um, Rescue the woman out of emotional darkness with the sword of the word and much love. Ephesians 5, uh, 19 through 26 reads. Before we get to the scripture, could I I add something to that? Absolutely. And so, you know, you notice he was saying that that man at, at his core is designed to lead, not Lord. And how whole picture, you mm-hmm. know, you know, uh, you know, men can be tunneled, uh, vision, uh, vision and visually motivated, but we could be locked in and tunneled 
Because once we see that whole picture, that's what we're focused on. But sometimes it's at the expense of the details. Mm. Um, and then I love this part, how man was formed by God. So God saw, he was formed for what was already seen. Um, so God created man from the outside in, from mm. what was seen. And he created man from an uncovered place. So we should, we should live with more of a... Um, more exposure and not hiding because God designed us mm. um, That's good. Uh, to be out in the open, not for us to be uh, covert mm. and hiding. And then I like uh, what Pastor Melanie said, we're designed to rescue women out of emotional darkness um, with uh, the sword of the word and much love. Mm. So, so uh, Ephesians 5 starting with verse 19. It says this. It says, uh, are we in the right? Sorry, right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, actually, actually, uh, we're going to start with verse 21. I apologize. We'll start with verse 21. It says, uh, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So that's God's ideal for relationships, you know, submitting to yourselves one to another in the reverence of God. So that's the foundation. Then in the next scriptures, he breaks down how that, how you facilitate submitting yourself one to another. So he says this verse 22, um, obviously we're right for this particular part, we're focusing on husband and wives, but it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is savior of the body. All right, so husbands are saviors. You're, we're, we're designed to help save, mm. to protect, to love. 24, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And see, so that's different between lording, we trust Christ. We trust Christ to do what's best for us, mm -hmm. right? Uh, 25, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He gave up all of himself to give us an opportunity to be all we could be. And that's what a husband should be doing for the wife, mm -hmm. right? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own body, as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, <laughs> even as uh, the Lord, the church. So, so as you can see there, it's about, it's about harmony and it's about love, all right? So uh, in addition, it's not uh, designed, men. men, I'm sorry, it's not designed to uh, break her out, which is temporary. Uh, he must love her out which actually becomes permanent. 
um, the love, the grace, the mercy, the patience spread over the person is like ointment uh, to assist the wound to heal. Uh, and so really when the man does that, he, uh, you know, think about it, Christ, what Christ did, he uh, shed his blood, but it was because of his love, because of grace, mercy, patience with us, you know, uh, but it, all of that is like ointment to a person who's actually needing healing. So oftentimes women are wounded. Yeah, so we talked about this, er we were having an exchange about this earlier mm -hmm. and how, you know, a lot of times you get into relationships and the person's in an emotional dark place. But if your mind is logical, you think you can intellectually uh, move that person from that place. But no, it takes a lot of love for that person to heal out of that place. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of grace. It takes a lot of mercy. It takes a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, so you can't um, break that person out of that emotional pain or wound, as, as mm -hmm. you were talking about earlier today. You, gotta, you have to really love them through it. And so we talked about this. We were talking about, because remember you were saying, I so, so. If you have a scar. Yeah, but you was like, how do you do that? Yeah. And so that's how we, you know, the Lord, Lord broke down love, grace, mercy, and patience. Mm -hmm. But also for the, for the logical person that's dealing with a person in emotional darkness, your tendency is to lean to logic. But what you really do is you love on that person. You, you give that person what they, what they need to come out, of that, come out of that situation. And then you go to God. You go in the presence of God. You pray and intercede. And then you patient to allow it all to play itself out and listen for God's different wisdom. You know, because ultimately, I'm loving on them, going to God, and I'm resting in God's hands and letting it evolve out. But there's something, I think, in our design, as we were talking about earlier, where, like, you know, you're like, you can't sit still. Like, you, because you, you've established your own timeline because you're not dealing with that person's, in this particular case, pain. So for me, as we were growing in, in the early years, there was, there was wounds uh, my wife came into the relationship with, and there was wounds that I called. You know, she's, always, she's giving y'all the testimony. It's when, I, when I said, when I was stupid, and she took it as I was calling her stupid. Well, she didn't come up out of that, you know, in a week. You know, I was hearing about that for a minute. And my life... I think I extended the length of the womb because logically I couldn't, under, I didn't understand why it was taking so long, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I think it was, okay, so I think, not I think, I know it was like this. My, my mind, how I thought then, you know, I'm, I'm new to uh, the reality of relationships. I'm, le I'm, I'm leaning to my understanding. So it was almost like if we went out running every day, and she broke her ankle. And the next day I was like, hey, babe, let's go. We got to run these miles. Well, she can't, right? Why? Her ankle's broken. So I have to give it a chance to do what? Heal. Heal. When it heals. Mm -hmm. But then when it heals, let's say her ankle heals and I go, all right, babe, let's go run it. She still can't go run it, can she? Because now she has to go to rehab to do what? Strengthen yeah. the ankle, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a process where the ankle has to heal, there's a process where the ankle has to be strengthened, and then she's ready for the demand again. So same thing. 
if I've, if I've wounded her or bruised her, she has to go through a process of healing. Mm-hmm. Then she has to go through a process to be strong, strong again. And then she's ready for the, the demand. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You haven't Absolutely. thought about that? Yeah, no, I was just thinking about, you know, a wound period. You know, you got wounds that are surface. Then you got wounds that are deep, you know. And, um, and so I think, you know, when I think about um, deep emotional wounds, uh, it's so easy to try to put a Band-Aid over it. And, you know, that is a temporary fix, but that, you, you know, that, that wound needs care, mm-hmm. uh, care for it, because if it doesn't, it gets infected. And so now that infection can cause all types of issues. Uh, and so that one wound, just one wound, ends up being like all over the whole body, affecting everything. So I think, you know, um, men have a, 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 a serious charge to the way God designed you all to become the knight in shining armor. Um, you know, if you think about even all the little um, story tells, you know, the, the, the girls, you know, she's my hero. The, the, the damsel in distress. <laughs> the damsel in distress, you know. Um, because you guys are built, you know, you're built even uh, physically to um, protect. <laughs> to protect. And, uh, and, and women, you know, really, it would be blessed if, if women can really begin to see God's original design in man. Uh, man uh, has been fainting at heart. Um, he's been fainting at heart. And, and so uh, the woman doesn't feel as safe anymore, secure or stable, uh, because uh, sometimes even the roles have changed. There's times where... I'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. A little ahead of myself. All right. So, so we just talked about the, just some of the ideal aspects of a man and some of the, so I want to give you some of the ideal aspects of a woman. We kind of flipped it, let her do the ideal man. So ideal woman, women are right brain or even brain or emotional receivers. Remember we talked about the men being left brain, Mm -hmm. logical givers. Mm -hmm. You know, even how God designed us, even down to the anatomy anatomy and how you produce children. We give, they receive. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so God also designed a woman to help, but not to hinder. Mm -hmm. Just like he designed man to lead, not Lord. Um, They're primarily as a core they're feeling orientated. They're detailed nurturers. When we talk about, you know, the man being a whole picture uh, provider, but they're detailed nurturers. They're affectionately mo- motivated. They're detailed in their speech. Remember, Pastor Mel talked about the guys being simplified in the speech, kind of like uh, more headlines. You know, how you doing today? Good. <laughs> You know, you know, and the, and the young lady sitting there going. That's know. good, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so I, so how you doing? Good. I, it's good. Like so right you, to the point. So you, you know. really have to, you really have to ask open-ended questions with men because, and then. You're still going to get. 
Oh, I, I know. <laughs> you still going to get the headline. But the other thing, the other thing too, if I can just speak to that right there, mm -hmm. um, women are so detailed that sometimes men are impatient. They're like, okay, you know what? You're taking five minutes to give me a, a minute point. It's almost like get to the point. <laughs> it's like, look, and, and, and honestly, <laughs> they probably shut down in the first minute. So they don't even hear half of what you say because they're, they're like, okay, already, could you finish already? You could have said what you said in two minutes, but you took 10 minutes. I crystallize it, crystallize it. <laughs> you know, so but it's just, it's just two different designs. So. Two different designs. But, so you have, to, you have to understand those designs because you if be you don't patient. understand mm -hmm. it, then you really can get frustrated with your mate. And you can miss out on the details that you need. Absolutely. On, on the, the person that's more logical can miss out on the details. Now, I know I'm long-winded. Would you agree? Yeah, I think we both are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. We are. You didn't have to be, yeah, make your true. eyes that big. <laughs> yes. I didn't make my eyes big. I said we both are. You yeah, like, you were exactly right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's so right. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Can y'all imagine the conversation with us? Look, she's like, <laughs> I mean, we're very, both of us are very exhaustive in, in what we um, talk about. So it's very interesting. Yeah, we learn a lot. Mm -hmm. All right, so, so the other thing is, remember Pastor Mount talked about how God made man out of what was seen. Remember, mm -hmm. the, uh, he made him out of the clay, what was seen and what already existed, right? Mm -hmm. Well, God drew the woman out of man. So she was, the, where man was made from the outside in, the woman was made from the inside out. Mm -hmm. She was made from what was unseen. Actually, she was made from a place of covering and modesty. So if you think about even how you grow up in culture, there's a, there's a sense of uh, exposure and lack of modesty if a woman walks around with her shirt off. But guys walk around with their shirt off all the time. It's true. See, one was made f uh, with, with the... Uh, the intent of exposure, the other one was made uh, from covering in modesty. Mm. So that when the world tries to twist or pervert things, you know, if you notice, Adam, Adam's first thought out of sin was hiding, mm -hmm. which was outside of how God designed him. So women, women when they go into sin, now they overexpose themselves. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's, wow. it's, it's uh, you know, the world will tell you modesty is, uh, what is it? It's uh, almost like, a, I don't know what I want to call it, country. Like, they're, oh, they're, yeah, they always yeah. attach modesty to burlap, some, some type of burlap skirt. or some type of yeah. uh, 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 wool, um, cra you know, something that, that's extreme. Like Amish, almost like an Amish Yeah, woman. but that's modesty. You could be beautiful and modesty. The Bible talks sure. about adorning and beautiful. You could still be modest and beautiful. You know, you, you're just uh, not overexposing yourself, mm. right? All right, so also the, the woman was designed as a creative and brilliant assistant to man. She was just like man was designed to, uh, to heal her out of the, um, we talked about the emotional darkness. The mo woman was designed to awaken man out of tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. 
So just like the man was designed to help the woman out of emotional darkness with the sword of the word, sword of the word, the woman was designed to awaken the man out of tunnel vision with offerings from God. The woman is man's first place of human trust. Mm. See, so God sent this, the woman to the man and from that outside of God, now he had to start to trust. But his first place of trust was with a woman. Mm. All right, so let's look at Proverbs 31, 11. My, I'm going to let you read it. It's your favorite scripture. <laughs> All right. It's over there. 31, 11. All right, it says, The heart of her husband doeth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. So it says the, the husband's heart safely trusts her. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother flow. And so... And then it says he doesn't, he doesn't need anything to give him fulfillment and peace. He has a trusting wife mm -hmm. that's, that's really uh, covering him. See, so, so the woman is not designed to force help. You know what, before you get into that, that speaks to, uh -huh. uh, that scripture actually speaks to uh, the heart of her husband, do a safely trust her. It speaks to um, when you talked about the woman came from the inside. Well, mm -hmm. what's inside? The heart, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of speaks to that, I think. That was um, good. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so again, just like the, the man can't break the woman out of her, an emotional place, mm -hmm. he has to love her out, and he has to do grace, mercy, and patience, the woman can't force help. But, but she's designed to offer wisdom in detail. So her job is to wake him up, not shake him up. Right. So sometimes, just like the man, sometimes tries to force uh, a woman out of uh, to emotionally heal when when they when they're ready. Sometimes women tries to get the person to take the help when they're ready, as opposed to you don't have, just offer it. Just like the man has to love her out of emotions and rest in God, the woman has to. Offer wisdom and help and rest in God for him to get it. So you again, the goal is to wake up, wake up a man, not shake him up. You know, right? Yeah, you see good. the difference? Okay. Uh, so let me just share it. Yeah. So so now we just gave you ideal man, ideal woman, right? That's ideal. Mm -hmm. um, but some of these things uh, switch over. You have women that are. Uh, I won't say extremely logical because their baseline is emotion, but they, they, they operate in a lot of logic, and sometimes the guys operate in emotions. So with that being said, um, emotions can, the person that typically maybe deal with emotions can keep the, uh, uh, well, emotions can keep the affectionate person from meeting logical needs. Uh, logical or logic can keep the cerebral or cerebral uh, from meeting Emotional needs. Yeah. Expand so, a little bit on that. Yeah, so if you're, if you're overly emotional, that person that's overly emotional or, or super affectionate, they're not going to meet the logical needs because they're going to respond in feeling. Mm -hmm. They can't see logically how to speak that person's language. So here, they're feeding themselves, but they're supposed to be meeting somebody else's needs. And same thing, the logical person will keep that person that's so cerebral in their logical head, you're not going to meet the emotional needs. 
because you're feeding yourself logic when you're supposed to be meeting that person's, be sensitive to that person's needs. So a lot of arguments actually happen there mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, a lot of times we want to be understood, um, whether you're emotional or logic. Um, and, and so you could potentially be so focused on you. We talked about that earlier, too. Yeah. We, we just happened to exchange earlier. And we were talking about how the reason why people, because uh, uh, my wife was saying, she says, yeah, but, you know, sometimes you have the detail. This is, remember, okay, this is you saying. Yeah, she says, so let's say if I'm talking to you, I'm detailed, I have the detail, but I didn't really articulate all the detail correctly because I got emotional or, or rushed. So I, I, I couldn't just say it the way I really wanted to say it. But then I walk away and I come back but I have the other detail. So, so she was asking me, so how do I communicate that without it coming across like I'm selling it? And so I told her, I said, well, it's one thing to come back with the same package because it seems like it's the same information. But it's different if you say, you know what, when we talked the last time, I hadn't thought about this. I wanted to offer this to you too. So what we discovered is there were times I thought it, but I didn't communicate it. So then when, we, when he would say, you know, you, you, you're selling it. I'm thinking, I ain't selling it. I'm just giving you additional perspectives. You know, hey, I thought now in my mind, I'm thinking I said, you know, uh, hey, this piece of what I just, what I'm about to share, I didn't share it initially. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think this is something that could, could add to what I just shared. See, I'm thinking, I don't even have to do all that, <laughs> or either, either that, or I'm just thinking that maybe I said it without saying it. And so it comes, it comes off like, no, I don't think you heard me, brother. <laughs> well, well, look, look. well, let me show you this. Yeah, it's, like, it's like this for both of us. That's why we said it. Some of these things bleed into both of us. So, you know, you have something to share logically. Mm -hmm. And what your emotions are, excuse me, your emotions are not allowing you to be patiently communicated in a detail so it's packaged as a, an addendum or an add-on. Yeah. So same thing with me. Logically, I can overwhelm her if I get emotional in my logic. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm overwhelming her because now I'm trying to hit a rapid fire, you know, before she gives a defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but if I just take my time, and have an exchange, let her give a response, have an exchange. So, so and we, what we talked about earlier is what happens is each person has a picture. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to talk about communication on Sunday. So each person has a picture. So what happens is in this scenario, whether she's emotional or logical, what she sees, this is what can fix the situation. I'm on, I'm on the other side with my picture going, this is... What I've already concluded will take care of the situation, right? And so she's talking, and she's like, I see this, I see this, see this. And I'm going, okay, I see this, I see this, I see this, as opposed to each person allowing all the considerations before mm -hmm. conclusion is gotten to. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm, I'm, I'm president. Well, I am president. I'm president at home. I'm the CEO, whatever you want to call me. But there's no president, CEO, nobody that can make any decisions without the considerations of the cabinet, the vice president, the advisors, or whatever. You know, we tell you all the time, you've seen a movie. 
The president comes in, they're thinking about pressing the button. He goes, what shall I do? Mm. This guy says, blow him out of the water. This guy says, well, hey, I don't really think they have the arms of what they're talking about. This guy over here says, well, okay, based on our intelligence and our data, this is, this is the real deal. He listens to everything they say. He makes the final decision. But he doesn't make the final decision without consideration. Mm-hmm. And so, so we were talking about working. You have to work to at least understand the other picture. You may get some details that you haven't considered. Right. That's good. I mean, you, all, you, you, you really need to appreciate the help God sent. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's, you know, uh, appreciating you, you know, me appreciating you, you appreciating me. It's not just one-sided. It's the reason why know? God brought you together. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and so you, you're spending most of your energy finding out why, not trying to prove what you know or prove how you've been. You already know how you, what you know, and you already know how you've been. God sent you in, in addition to for a reason. Mm-hmm. You might want to find out what the addition to is for. Mm-hmm. You know, not spending all your time trying to prove what you know, trying to find out what you don't know. Let's, let's get into the next phase of being considerate, and that's respecting different personality types. Mm-hmm. Like, like, even, you know, as we grow in church, as we grow um, at jobs, in marriage, in families, you have different personality types. You know, just like you can't raise your kids. Me and my son was having this conversation. You can't raise your kids a cookie-cutter way because they, they have different personality types. Right. So you got to customize how you deal with them. And same thing, you know, we're growing, we're part of growing this church. You got so many different personality mm-hmm. types. So, so, so I'm going to highlight the, at least the first two. And, and the first one is an optimist. Mm-hmm. So an, an optimist generally is a positive person. Uh, expects the best, but works with the worst, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the optimist sees a sculpture in a stone, right? The optimist sees what should be, right? Second right? Uh, Corinthians 4.18 says, uh, um, don't look, in the th- look at the things that we see for they're temporal. Look at the things that we can't see for they're eternal. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 5.7 it says walk by faith and not by sight. So the optimist puts on faith lenses and sees more than what, what is visually seen by everybody else. Always hopeful. Oh, they, they can do that. Oh, 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 we can change that. Oh, we can win this game. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, we can win this game. You know what? I know nobody picked that person for the team, but I think if we take that person, we can make them into a champion. That's the optimist. All right. You know, um, uh, then you have the perfectionist. Perfectionist is a performer, right? Consumed with outcomes. It's all about outcomes. Expects the best, but can be discouraged by the worst, right? The, the optimist sees what could be if you get yourself together and fall in line with what's supposed to be done. The perfectionist. Right, I mean, the perfectionist. See, you know, if you get yourself together and fall in line with what's done. The thing about a perfectionist, uh, can be tempted to think more highly of themselves than they ought. Mm. You know, because their confidence is in, I got everything lined up. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, you know, they get shooken by interruptions by God. Or, you know, the Bible says God takes the foolish things of the world and confound the wise. So the Bible says in, in Romans uh, 12, 3, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. 
So now uh, the other personality type is a pragmatist. 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 Practical, structured, self-guided, expects the best if it can be calculated, structured, or ordered, sees what it takes. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1440, uh, we didn't put that down. Yeah, it's everything. uh, God God, uh, does everything indecently and in order. I got you. So that pragmatist likes to see things in Mm. order, you know. Mm -hmm. Structured. Yeah, and they're confident because when they can actually see the outcomes. Mm. Right. Then there's the realist. (laughs) He's laughing because he seems to think that I'm just a realist. No, you're not just a realist. I'm not just a realist, but, you know, sometimes I... uh, We both have our our core foundations. Yeah, so We're all for these, but but my foundation is probably optimist. uh, Yeah, I I mean, it depends on the situation. That's why I said we're all for these. Yeah, okay. So my foundation is optimist. So a realist, uh, they're not moved. Uh, calls it like it is. A stone is a stone. Uh, not quick to expect a change. Uh, sees what is. Uh, John 20, 29, Jesus told actually Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But he says, blessed are them that uh, have not seen me um, and they believe. Uh, so, 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 so this is the interesting thing is like, so, so, so some of us have all of these different personalities because mm. there's, there's things that I like to see ordered. There's things that I'm a perfectionist about. There's things, obviously, I'm a pragmatist about. But my core, especially with dealing with my purpose and calling, I'm an optimist. I think anybody could be anything. You know, uh, and sometimes I've been too patient with thinking that, that uh Stone could become a sculpture, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and again, my help may go, babe, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that's how, they, that's how they, they are, that's how they've been, you've given them 25 chances, I'm trying to tell you, this is how they are. And, or uh, in some cases, she might say, okay, I believe when I see it, <laughs> based on pattern, you know, based on pattern, mm-hmm. you know, so... Well, and, and, and so interesting enough, but when I was dating, um, I was probably more of a, <laughs> isn't that awful? I was probably more of a, 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 optimist. a, a optimist because <laughs> I saw potential in everybody. And so I stayed longer and paid more than what I should have paid for just because I saw the potential. And a lot of women do that. A lot of women, they, they hang in there thinking, oh, I, I see the potential. It's just right there. But it's like right there could be 15 years later, <laughs> and it may not even be with you. You know what I'm saying? It could be with somebody else that all of a sudden, you know, you see the person did a turnaround, and you're like, that's not the person I was with. You know, like I'm sure people look at you and probably say, well, that's he wasn't. Was, was yeah, that's not the person that he was with me. But I brought out the good thing in you, and other people brought out the trash. The right person brings out the trash, the wrong person brings out the trash. Uh, so the interesting thing is, I never thought about until she just said this, but probably when it came to growing through relationships, I probably was more of a realist. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably was like, you know, once, you know, something was crazy, I, nah, that's, and it, you know, as, you know if, if she was my, one of my good friends coming up, 
and she got in those situations. I was like, listen, you're wasting your time. <laughs> like, she would have, she probably be like, no, no, I think he can be. Nah, that, <laughs> that fool going to bite you. You know, so, so again, you, you, but we're offering the gender differences and the personality types because what happens is if you, if, if you keep looking at people through the lenses of who you are, Mm-hmm. You're going to constantly be frustrated. That's true. It's, it's, there's, uh, when I was in a, a Bible school, one of the things one of my professors was showing me, uh, uh, Dr. Fryer. So I had, I had, you have different pastors for different classes. So Dr. Fryer, actually it was his school, he did our, um, our marriage counseling. And he talked about divorce. He said, so divorce starts out with, unrealistic expectations. You have unrealistic expectations that leads to resentment. Resentment leads to bitterness, which leads to separation. Separation leads to divorce. Mm -hmm. And so some of those unrealistic expectations start when we're not taking the time to study this person's core gender design. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that some of us need to uh, be less lazy be more responsible, cut out vices. Those aren't engraved gender differences. Mm -hmm. Those are choices that we grew into. Mm -hmm. But there's certain, you know, I I always use this example. Imagine me getting upset because Pastor Mel was (laughs) light-skinned. So it's an unrealistic expectation. She can't, she can't change that and it'll be healthy. Okay, so, so you know, <laughs> let me say, I was about to say she can't change that. I know somebody's like, technology today, we can make her black. <laughs> but, but, uh, Put her can, in the sun. <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can make her crispy. All right, so, so there's certain things in our core gender design and in our personality types that it's our foundation. So once you understand that, you flow better when a person responds a certain way, you like if she goes, babe, come on. That person's been that way the whole time. I can't go, see, you tripping, you need to think like me. I got to mm-hmm. listen to her, which I do. It's like, okay, give me your thoughts on it. We do this all the time. And she'll say, give me your thoughts on it. I says, well, based on this, this, that, and the other, we haven't tried this yet. Mm-hmm. And then we'll make the final decision. Mm-hmm. Right? That's good. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, if, if, if I could add... Um, when we go into relationships, we're always looking at wanting to be understood. And mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time and effort. Um, like, if you could just think like me, if you could just be like me, if you could just, you know, as opposed to really looking to understand who God sent us. Actually given what you want to receive. Right. And, and so we already know what we're packing. Right, but good. it's important to find out what is it that why did why did God bring us together? And so mm-hmm. I think we if we if we can spend uh, more time understanding the other person versus no you need to understand me mm-hmm. is my way or the highway. You know I think we that's what frustrates marriages. That's what frustrates any relationship. Uh, I mean, parents. right, because you're, you're... And children. Oh, absolutely. And everybody wants to be understood. That's just one of the natural things, I but, think, that... But ever, sometimes it comes across as see it my way. 
Right. <laughs> but you don't want to see it their way. Right. So you're, 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 you're asking, requesting, and demanding something that you're not willing to give. Right, right. All right, let's get into the, uh, the third phase. Here. Well, third phase we're discussing today of the considerate. Um, so we talked about the considerate, considers gender differences, personality types. The, the considerate don't, li they don't uh, live or stay stuck in the wow of a relationship, the infatuation stage. Mm. They live in the work. Mm. So That's sometimes good. you can get stuck in the wow and not put in the work, mm -hmm. you know, develop faith, friendship, and fellowship. Mm -hmm. Every relationship. So we're not just talking about boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend, husband and wife. You know, a lot. I've seen people get jobs. I, I've seen, <laughs> <laughs> seen people come home, oh, my God, this is the best, this is a wonderful job. And a couple weeks later, these people don't lost their mind. <laughs> And so you think that, wow, that initial when you got the new situation is going to last, but you're going to have to put in work. You're going to have to mm -hmm. adapt and make adjustments. But, you know, even, even with marriage, it was always designed to, after the wow, to, to develop work. I want to read this scripture to you guys. Deuteronomy 24.5. Deuteronomy 24, verse 5. It says, uh, when a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year and shall cheer up his wife, which he has taken. Wow. That's a, isn't that amazing? <laughs> so the foundation wow. for coming together is... is Okay, so the, the wow brought you together. The work keeps you together. Mm -hmm. But why people, why are they mad? The wow done changed up one, right? No, 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 no. It's, it's the, the you, you, you have to put in that work to establish the foundation. So this, had, this was the foundation, and we're in 2021. And obviously, very few of us could take off a year from work and business. So now you have to take that same disbursement of year and pour it into your situation. And so now you may have to use hours, days, times, available weeks to facilitate that same work. And of course, it may take longer than a year, but, but, but young people, everybody, you know, you got the wow, uh, and you acting strange. You're acting strange at home. You used to come home and and tell mom and daddy, hey, uh, I just want to let you know, uh, going to practice, hey, hey, just want to let you know, after I do my homework, I'm going to do such and such. I know we don't talk like that in our cultures, but I just threw that in that way. I know y'all probably have a little more age, uh, you know. But the whole point is, it was, a, it was a, a consistent, hey, I just want to let you know what I'm doing. Then all of a sudden it shifts to, you don't say nothing, you, you're missing, you're, you don't come home at the same time, what happened? You got caught up in a while. And, and you alienated everybody. Then the person you say betrayed you, but they too young to put in the work. They only know why. <laughs> you know, they're kids. And so you go, another while comes along and it gives them the thrill because your while wears off and then they just look for another while. 
And then your wild wears off and they look for another wild. That's what kids do. And it's actually been bled into adults now. Mm. Because everybody's trying to live off of a wild, not understanding you don't live off a wild, you live off of the work. Yeah, so, yeah, I do, because Deuteronomy, that's the first time I ever saw that scripture saying that you need at least a year to get to know one another. And so that's the standard. And so when I think about it, it you know, a lot of people are uh, breaking up out of relationships before the year is even established, and they don't understand God himself is even saying you're going to need a year, <laughs> you know, to merge, to come together, to become one. But, but they bell out. People bell out because they think, I made a mistake. They, you know, what I see right now, there's no way that we can merge together. And that's just a trick of the enemy. But even God, that's the first time I ever saw that scripture saying you need at least a year. And so, you know, now, and then on top of that, go ahead. Piece. It's, that scripture saying a year. It's mm-hmm. not saying a year and you, you're not putting in any work. Like, right. you, you know, you're okay, we get married and then you send away for six months for your job. Okay, you haven't started your year. The clock didn't start for your year yet. Mm-hmm. Or, or you get married and you got to work 16 hours a day overtime. Well, it's a year, 24 hours a day, thirty. you know, uh, uh, 365, 365 days, days right? So if you got to work 16 hours of overtime, you're, it's, it's, your days are, are split up in the third, and, and the other third, you're probably sleeping. So, so you're still not getting a year. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's actually the clock starts when you're investing time or work into uh, uh, this connection and this harmony. Yeah, so I thought that was big right there. I mean, <laughs> that's Deuteronomy. 24-5. 24-5, okay. Yeah. So, so, so we're talking about the work behind the wild, and this is some of the work behind the wild. Fighting for harmony and agreement. Mm-hmm. Every relationship, whether it's marriage, whether it's friendship, whether it's uh, sports teams, uh, business, like, you know, you got guys, we've been hanging out, we've talked about, you know, I'm thinking about doing such, you know what, I'm thinking about doing such, such too. Hey, man, let's start this business together. Man, that's a good idea, you know what I'm saying? And you could do this, and I could do that. Then you start to get in business, and there's work involved to harmonize. Mm-hmm. You, were, you were talking about ideas and went home. Now you got to deal with each other every day, and you're checking out this person's habits, how they flow. You have to address the behavior. You're sitting around going, I know they ain't going to just do that again. Mm-hmm. And you let it build up, then you snap on them. As opposed to now the work is, hey, we've agreed for, to business, but we got to harmonize. One person mm-hmm. is tithing off of the business. The other person is like, no. Okay, what's that, what's that money going? To God, man, are you out your mind? We need that money for such and such. See, all that stuff, it takes, it takes work to come together to be in harmony and agreement. See, harmony and agreement is all of you, all of me, not some of you and some of me. It's both of us jump in. Mm-hmm. That's what harmony and agreement is. Both of us jump in. See, agreement is a definition for agreement. You know what it's called? Commitment. Agreement is commitment. All of me and all of you. Mm-hmm. Agreement is commitment. So commitment is not settling for anything less than all in. You know, that all in is, is <laughs> that's hard. It's hard because there's a little bit of you that just wants to, uh, a little bit of you that wants to protect uh, 
yourself from hurt. And so, you know, but that one little bit of you that you're protecting from hurt is the one thing that's needed to actually cross over to be in agreement. So being all in, uh, I think it's the way I'm moving. Um, being all in uh, is moving beyond how you feel, not trying on a relationship. How many people, I know for me, I've done that. I tried it on like I try on a, you know, a pair of pants. You know, let's see if this fits. You know? That's not commitment. That, that isn't. Trying is not commitment. Trying is not commitment. Commitment is, is doing it even when you don't see the results. You know, it's, it's, it's going that extra mile. It's, it's pressing. It's pushing beyond uh, what you see, um, moving beyond how you feel, not trying a relationship, as I said, uh, but uh, moving beyond the option of, of take it or leave it, uh, you know, um, to take it. or to take it only. It's me. <laughs> uh, unshakable, fearless at all cost. I mean, that's really being committed. And it's not based on uh, what's favorable, what's not, uh, you know, how, what, what feels comfortable, what doesn't feel comfortable. It is, listen, you start with commitment first. You don't start with, okay, I'll be committed if I see A, B, C, D, E, that's F, G. Good. It's I'm committing first. And then whatever it takes to stay in agreement, because you talked about it or we talked about it, agreement is commitment. Mm -hmm. So when you commit to something, you don't necessarily see the outcome. You don't see it at all. But it's very difficult as human beings, you know, we, we got to see things. We got to, I want to see it for myself. Is this going to work? You know, and we forfeit wonderful relationships because we're still waiting in some cases to see what it is that we're supposedly be committed to. Because when you commit, your press, your, your, your um, encouragement, all of that goes to a different level because why? You've invested just being committed. In, in a situation. Because you do we do it all the time for mm -hmm. dumb stuff. You know, we commit to we've committed to some dumb we've committed to the fellas. Like 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 all types of stuff can happen. This dude you can't stand, he's always putting you down, he's always hating, he's always trying to sabotage, he's always blocking, you know, he's always got foul language, but you're committed to be there to receive that abuse all the time. Mm -hmm. You committed, uh, that's fam, man, that's fam. You committed to let that person keeps, keep manipulating, stealing, taking advantage of you, taking you for granted every time. But now you get into a, you get into a, a covenant situation, and now you got, well, let, you keep doing that, I'm, I'm out of here. When it comes to God, if God looked like he's breathing or he hasn't come through with the right conditions, are we gone in a heartbeat? But we've stayed in crazier, abusive situations longer than we we have committed to God. Let me let me let me share this. Mm -hmm. This thought came to me. I I, I do that often. I just things just come out <laughs> out of my my brain. But I was thinking back when uh, years ago I used to uh, I did uh, slot machines. And in when you go to a slot machine or a casino. You know, a lot of times people will stick and stay at one machine. Why? Mm. Because they're committed to stay with that one machine because what if I get up 
somebody comes right after me and boom, they hit that lever and then ding, 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 ding. Wow. You know, I done lost my money. So they stay on that machine. They're committed to stay on that machine for however long it takes to stay on that machine. Some people stay on all night long, just that one machine. Cause they're each time they pull that lever, they're like, I know this might be the one. Oh, and then it, you say that all night long though. So, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're just like, man, okay. And then everything in you tells you, everything in, in you tells you, uh, okay, I'm tired. You know what? This ain't going to work. I'm losing money. But everything in you tells you, but what if you get up? <laughs> what if you get up and somebody gets it and, and you've invested like two hours already? Yeah, yeah it's like you've, you've already... That? You're going to miss your treasure. So what you do, you, you stay committed because you don't want anything to, to mess up what you believe is yours. That's good. Commitment is much like that. You don't know if you're going to win that, that million dollars. You don't know that. But you're committed to stick and stay. You're committed. All, there are people, y'all, that be in the casino all night long. Uh, days. Not even. I mean, really. I know some people that spend days. Yeah. So, I mean, so it reminded me of that. It just reminded me, look, commitment looks like that. You don't have an immediate payoff, but you're committed to stick and stay because you know that if I stick and stay, I might get a payoff on this thing. So I don't want to forfeit it. Good picture. Especially if you've ever gambled, you know what I'm really talking about. Yeah. And, and so, 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 so again, when you're jumping all in, it doesn't mean that, that the person is just like you or everything is ideally sameness. You know, we have this warped view of compatibility that is sameness, but a, cap, a combat, compatibility is a compliment, yeah. like a glove in a hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only way you would, if, if it was sameness, we're waiting for another left hand, like, you see what I'm saying? But a glove fits complements the hand. So diversity doesn't prevent unity. Diversity or difference doesn't prevent unity. It's probably a better way of saying it. Scripture says in Romans 3, Romans 12, uh, verses 4 and 5, it's, you know, it talks about us being many members in one body. We have different offices. Mm-hmm. So we have different gifts. But we being many are one body in Christ. You know, you know, Paul spends time talking about the hand is different from the eye, the, the eye is different from the feet, but they can't work without each other. You know, the, the eyes can see where to go, but they can't get there without the feet, right? So, so, so it's, it's okay when you get into a situation and the person seems different, you're working to harmonize and complement one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up? You go ahead and explain that. Yeah, so... so um, we have to recognize the strengths and weakness complement each other. So, so we, we both have strengths and, and, and there's, thing, there's things that I will do if I have to because it's, it's how I am. But she does it and it doesn't even, like I go, nah, baby, I'm going to do that because I don't want to bother you. She said, ain't it bother to me. It's nothing for it. But then there's things that she might not be, oh, God, why, honey, I don't just don't want to take you through this. No, nah, you ain't taking me through nothing. I actually like doing this. Mm-hmm. So strengths and weakness complement each other because it keeps us considerate. 
Like I can never think I'm better. When I say better, almost like, well, we're both in this relationship, but honestly, I'm the top. I'm the top stock in the relationship. You just here like along for the ride. See, that's a that's an idiot. Well, that probably wasn't nice. But that's the only thing I think of. You know, because the reality is, like, my a lot of my value is in what God has given her to, to bring to me. And vice versa. A lot of her value is what God gave me to bring to her. So it keeps us both humble, just like in the body of Christ. We can sit here in church. We have different offices, but we all need each other. Yeah. Suppose I sat here, listen, I'm pastor of this church. wasn't for me. What? And nobody came. As John Maxwell said, a leader with nobody following him is just taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs each other, whether we realize it or not. Um, so we don't want to spend all our time... Uh, protecting our reputation at the expense of other people's hearts. Mm -hmm. So we're not coming into a relationship just to protect. uh, We talked about this earlier, remember? Sometimes you come in a relationship and keeping it real, because of how your life worked out, you might have to spend more time on creativity, innovation, and you didn't have time really to lock in on education. Mm-hmm. So somebody comes into your life and they've spent all their time on education, degrees, and what have you, right? But they ain't spend no time. They totally oblivious to what's happening in the world or creative. They ain't creative at all. They have to see everything calculated. Well, you're a great compliment, but we have, we're in a society where a person that's not as educated will spend all their time going, well, I'm just not as smart as other people. And they're so wise and smart and innovative and in 95% area of their life is just when it comes to how to navigate through the fundamentals of book knowledge, they're not sharp. But they'll amplify that as that's their whole value at the expense of harmonizing with somebody mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know, we have conversations, we say, okay, present it, but don't pre- present it like, what's wrong with you for not being able to do that? Well, it's not wrong with me. I'm just, that's not my, my niche, but I can learn it. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I want to get to the other things. So I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Okay. All right, so we talked about the reality is relationship and connection is in, in addition to not in replacement of, right? And so, so we want to hit just this piece here, and we'll try to fade out. We might take an extra 10 minutes or so to hit this because we want to give it to you because we want to do communication on Sunday. All right, so we have to, when we come into Every relationship, children, husband, wife, friends, teens, ministry, we have to see each other through essential and exclusive eyes. Mm -hmm. See each other through essential and exclusive eyes. Like she can't be like my watch. She has to be essential, not an accessory, Mm -hmm. right? And so so when you get into uh, a relationship, especially when you get into covenants or moving towards covenant, this I'm going to tell you what's hard. We have to challenge ourselves to remove any relationship that affects your mate's security or makes them uncomfortable. Mm. And this is the key. You can't let old loyalties ruin present covenant. You can't let old loyalties ruin present covenant. See, when you can't let go of single or opposite sex friendships, you're giving uncommitted folk Covenant access into your marriage. 
who are not making choices in their life in consideration of your covenant. I'm going to repeat, when you can't let go of single or opposite sex relationships or friendships, you're giving uncommitted folk covenant access into your marriage who are not making choices in their life in consideration of your covenant. See, see, but it's the same thing when you marry into the kingdom. You're giving people living worldly access to your covenant with God, but they're not making choices that's protecting your sanctification. Mm-hmm. When, when, when I got into a covenant, there was people that, they, they wasn't trying to hurt me. They were just as cool as they was before I got married. But they, wasn't, they were making decisions that was comfortable for their single life, not in protection of my covenant. Mm. So, so just like I can't bring them, I can't expect them to protect my covenant, they weren't expecting me to, to protect their single life. Right? So, so you have to really be, be smart in how to handle it. It's not about, oh, I don't want to be insecure. Mm. Or I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. No, we made a lot of decisions before we got into the covenant, but it wasn't in consideration of the covenant. Like, I, I, was, I had friendships. I wasn't thinking about, when I get married, this would be great. I wasn't thinking about marriage at all. I was thinking about navigating through my single life, having people I could talk to, having people I could hang out with, ha- having people I was just comfortable with going to the movies. Even when I wasn't having sex, I just wanted people that, hey, I can, I can kick it with you, you know what I'm saying? We, we, I decided we ain't doing nothing else. But now when I get married, how is that going to work? Mm. It doesn't. That person's not making decisions for that. Um, man, I wanted to share that one thought. Is it in here? What one thought? This one. You want to do this first? And then I do this one. Remember? Okay, so... Uh, Handling compromise in situations by doing what's best, not easiest. Um, that's kind of basically, you just kind of talked about that. Uh, romance, and, uh, romance and opposite sex bonding outside of a covenant can create an emotional cloud. If you're pulled into this blind spot, you may not see the collision ahead. Um, all opposite sex relationships should have been friends of both partners. Um, that, man, that's huge. That's ideal. Yeah, you know. that, that's huge. Because, you know, like you said, sometimes people um, want to show that they don't, you know. They're not insecure. You know, uh, <coughs> this is the reality. It's tough to build new memories with someone when someone shows up uh, to highlight memories you're not a part of building. So you're trying to build, so I get, so I, so, so I, I connect in this relationship. We're trying to build new memories. But she has a, somebody she's been close to for a long time. They have old memories. So every time we get together, what do they talk about? Mm-hmm. Remember when we did such and such? What am I doing? And, and, and if, we, if we're honest, I've been around for a long time. You said get mad? Getting mad. Yeah, we've we we all been around for a long time. So let's say I'm like, well, you know, no, 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 it's good, it's cool, it's cool. But here, someone has moments and stuff that they're sharing that I'm not a part of at all. And we, we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we show up with, a lot of people show up with almost like, wait a minute. 
that every time that person comes around, they make sure they bring up the things you guys relate to with because that doesn't include me. So they're establishing their value in the midst of my covenant. Quiet. No, I'm just, <laughs> just single life doesn't fit into a covenant world. That's all. Um, so you have to really be honest with yourself and always do what's First uh, Corinthians six twelve. All things are lawful, but not expedient. Not best. And you have to really be honest and do what's best. And sometimes you have to check yourself with sometimes you're protecting the old loyalty so they're not uncomfortable and sacrificing the comfort of the new connection. I think that was big that we hit that because there's so many people that um, think that it's all good. Like it's all good to bring past relationships of the opposite sex into your new covenant. Um, it, it, in theory, it sounds good, but when you have to live it out, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, because if you think about it, oh, I, I brought up, um, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I brought up uh, Sarah. Sarah gave ha Hagar to, uh, or uh, Sarah gave uh, uh, her husband to Hagar, right? But then on the front end, on the front end. But on the back end, she despised her. So, you know, it's seemed like no a good woman. Idea. Seemed like a good idea at the time. No woman ever <laughs> wants to strive with another woman. You know, we want exclusivity. I know for me, I do. You know, I, is men the same way? I would, yes. I would imagine. Yes. Territorial, you know. <laughs> What'd you say? Look, the hardest person in the room probably say amen to that, right, Ms. Lamar? <laughs> I think you agree with that one. But like you said, a lot of times, you know, we want to prove that we're secure at the expense of your covenant. You know, and, 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 and that's, you know, the, the tough thing is like, so you think about we do premarital and premarital is one is, is tough because you're transitioning from single. And so when we offer, you know, on a questionnaire and we have the conversation, you know, you, you know, it's, sometimes it's a stretch. It's not all the time. Some people go, hey, I never looked at it that way. We're going to have to make some adjustments. Or some people go, well, we'll see if we need to make adjustments. And some people go, I don't know if I, nah, nah. We've had people, like, really fight. Um, um, but a lot of it was, I'm not, re I'm not letting go of this relationship. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with how this, this covenant is going to flow. I'm not yeah. sold out. Mm -hmm. um, so all those realities are there. Our job is to give, think about, you just have to think about this for a second. You're in, a, you're, you're in any level of covenant. You don't want to be exclusive? And if you want to be exclusive, why wouldn't you give the other person exclusivity? I mean, just, just think about it. You know, we can, you know, I'm not talking about the front of, hey, you know, this is 2021. We're just open. Another, another topic for another day. So, so, so that's what we have for today. No, I just thought about it. Go ahead. That's just like me right now saying, honey, go ahead and call your friend, you know, and, uh, you know, talk, you, you guys talk and, you know, and I know nothing about what they're talking about. Are you serious? Like, that's crazy to me. 
Like my husband is having communication with someone that that they have a relationship before me, and I don't know what they're talking about. And why are you talking to her and not me? I mean, I, I don't know. It just, to me, that just seems so strange. Like, it really does. Like, I just, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, you tell me, hey, I'm going to call uh, Sue, you know, when we, when we get out of here because, you know, I got some things I just want to share with her that's on my mind. And, you know, she has a way of, you know, understanding me. Ooh, we're going to fight. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be like, uh-uh. You so, know. So, so this is what you do. <laughs> if you're in a situation and it's tough, hey, uh, create your own at-home relationship game. And you know how you do, uh, you, you have the games where you, you act out parts? Play out the scenarios. Right. Just start playing out scenarios. Okay, in this situation, you know, the person... That's your friend. They're really going through something. And at the same time, your spouse is going through something. How are you going to respond? Because you're always there for the other person. Just play out the scenario. Okay. So real quick, I had a scenario. Just no kidding. Uh, I gave the person a scenario. I said, so your husband gets a call 12 o'clock midnight from a female, his friend. And she is saying, hey, you know, I just, you know, broke up with Johnny. You know, I just, I just need to talk to you. Can you, come, can you come over? The person said, I don't have a problem with that. I said, what? They did not have a problem with that and was so sincere about it. Oh, no, I trust him. He'll be fine. I said, what? Because I, I went to an extreme for a reason. Because I tried the other little stuff and it didn't work. So I said, well, let me give an extreme situation. The person was like, I don't, hey, that's his friend. I trust him. I think he'll be fine. And I was like, are you serious? Probably from the angle of the person probably was a trustworthy person. But the reality is you have someone else that you have not vetted. You haven't gone through any counseling training with you don't live with, and they haven't, you haven't established a relationship with them, that's, the, that's what you have to watch out for. Mm -hmm. And anybody in this room puts you in a vulnerable situation, you'll do something that you never thought possible you would do. Not because you're that's evil, true. That's true. not be because you're, 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 desi you're designed a certain way. Mm -hmm. Go on a trip. Get in the car, take a two-week ride to California with somebody of opposite sex. Just go ahead. No, don't do that. I'm not telling you to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. I, that, this is fictitious, all right? The thing is, you start thinking stuff. Two-week ride, you start thinking stuff. You'll have different exchanges. Uh, you're, you're in a certain proximity, you know, hormones, all types. You, you don't. You don't put yourself in compromised situations for under, the, under the guise of, I know me. Okay, you live a life where you protect your relationships and covenant by not putting yourself in, in the situation mm -hmm. or circumstance. That's true. So that's all. Just as considerations, again, we give you targets and considerations. We can't make choices for anybody. Right. So Even though sometimes we give strong opinions on stuff. Yeah. So I you know, had to be... 
Y'all human. Y'all be giving y'all strong opinions. So every once in a while we give a strong, uh, it probably comes across like a congestion, I guess. Because you just said, that's crazy. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's pretty that's strong. That's true. Yeah, that is pretty strong. All right, so give, give us some thoughts. We'll close out here. Uh, if you have any thoughts online, uh, well, calling in and you need to call in and you're on your TV, please put it on mute so you don't get that feedback because of the delay. Mm.